Welcome to the Chelsea Robson IRL podcast. I talk about side hustles, self-improvement, and entertainment. I'm a singer-songwriter, traveler, Disney fan, and all-around free market enthusiast. Every episode, I try to include a little bit from what's happening in my world, as well as a bit of encouragement for yours. Listen in on my review of a book I just finished called Leave Your Light On, The Musical Mantra Left Behind by an Illuminating Spirit, written by Shelley Buck and Ryder Buck with Kathy Curtis. It's a memoir of a mother and a son as they work through the emotional progressions of cancer treatments, the death of a loved one, and the lessons to be passed on. Before we jump into that, if you would like to support this podcast, my music, and be entered in to win a free custom song, become a supporting member by going to chelsearobsonirl.com slash support. Every month, I help one of those members say thank you to one of their loved ones with a custom song inspired by their story. They can give it to the loved one, or they can nominate someone else to receive this service. We all have special people in our lives, and I don't know of a better way to share how much we appreciate them than through a custom song. It is my way to make the world a better place by helping you share the love. Visit ChelseaRobsonIRL.com support. All right. So the background to my introduction to this book is an interesting one. Uh, in 2012, my friend Morgan and I, we decided that we wanted to create a podcast about animated movies. And that's probably how a lot of you know me. Um, some of you don't. Some of you actually know me as a person. And so you're like, oh, hey, I'll listen to what you got to say because you're cool like that. Um, but most a lot of people found me be and us because of this podcast. And during this very like start of this time, we started hearing the rumblings about a movie called Frozen that was going to be coming out. And so uh, we decided to go all in on this movie. It had two princesses, the makings of a, of greatness. And so we're like, yes, we're going to promote this to our, to the end of this, of the time that we have. And we did, we had frozen Fridays. So like every week for like a year going up to it, we would do some type of a video about it. And we got on the radar of the production and all of the animation studio. And it was just pretty amazing. Like how anything that we did, because like Disney itself was not promoting this movie at all f up until the last like six months, but right before it. And so you had a lot of fans who were, wanted to know more about this film. And we, anytime that we found anything, we're like, okay, we're going to report on it. Even the month of Frozen, like that it came out, we had an entire month on our website devoted to articles that were written about Frozen and the team and anybody that was involved anywhere. So I feel like I was really knowledgeable about what was going on uh, with this film. And they ended up inviting Morgan and I to be on the quote unquote white carpet as the premiere of this was happening. And so we got to meet Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee and Peter Del Vecchio as like the main, they were the directors and the producer, the creators of this story. And they uh, we got to meet them and they're like, oh, we know you. And we're like, oh, we know you. We don't know each other, but we feel like we know each other because of YouTube. Yay. So we had this moment. It was great. And I had no idea what was happening on the personal lives of one of the directors, Chris Buck. And this, the fact that this book came into my hands now is kind of like a, it always comes for full circle for me with Frozen because it, it, it just played such a, a big 
part of my life during that year and a half or so. So uh, it wasn't up until this last year I was able to watch the behind the scenes of Frozen 2 that I even realized that this was happening or that uh, this part of Chris Buck's life existed. Um, During the production of Frozen, his oldest son actually went through cancer treatments and then ended up beating cancer. But sadly, he ended up dying from a car crash. I mean, just knowing that this all happened like a month prior to us, you know, on that you know white carpet moment. So this last year when I learned that, I was just like, wow, I had no idea. And my dad, when I was about 14 or so, he actually went through cancer treatments as well. So, I mean, I have a first, well, I guess, secondhand experience um, with being in and around that process. And it is something that I, I learned quite a bit about myself, even at a young age. And it's something that as I talk to people who also go through something like that, you're able to learn quite a bit from it. Luckily, as you probably know, my, my dad was able to beat it as well. And so there's lots of things that go behind that. But the point is, um, about a, a month ago or so, I was contacted about doing a possible interview with Shelley Buck on this book on the Rotoscopers podcast. And I was like, yes, I would love to do that. Because one, I like just talking to people about deep things. And uh, two, it's has, you know, that connection with the frozen stuff. And so I was very excited about that. So I decided that I wanted to give a, a more of a, a strict review of the book uh, before I go in and I have the accompanying uh, sister episode that is my interview of Shelley Buck and Kathy Curtis, who were the main writers of this. And I have to say that the the book itself is very well laid out. You can tell it's, it is a memoir. So you do have a lot of journal entries and a lot of, most of the journal entries consist of Shelley and Ryder. So during Ryder's cancer treatments, he goes through and he writes down his, his feelings and she's writing down her feelings as well as different events happen through the time. So you'll hear her side and then you'll hear his explanations behind it. Uh, it's very raw. And especially if you are, I believe this is a, this is a great book for somebody who maybe has already gone through a similar experience because it is one that you'll, you'll be able to see, yes, this person knows how this is. And I see how this is. And because you're able to see, you know, the, the, both the, the scratch, you know, the rough and, and the smooth sides of their relationship, I think it makes it all that more relatable and all that more empathetic. You're able to empathize more with them knowing that, you know, I, we all have gone through moments like that. And if you haven't, then you recognize I haven't, and I don't know what it's like to be in that situation. The, the overall format she goes in and she talks about how they he grows up and then they it's back and forth between people's uh, inputs of you know different time periods and then it gets to a point about halfway through where it shifts from being his cancer journals as a input in between her full story narrative his journals stop and you start seeing 
other people with their uh, thoughts after he has already passed. So with that whole contrast, you're still with her. Her narrative still continues in the fight of for his life in with during the cancer treatments. But you're starting to also see all of these uh, tributes after his death. And so it's 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 jarring in a really um, good way, I guess, uh, because you're able to you you fight for her and you see the both sides of it's futile, but also it's so necessary to fight. And uh, it's, I cried. I cried so much during this. I honestly did. And not just because of what I was reading, but also having had different background with that as well. Um, you've, you're able to catch on and you're able to see the different moments where you can empathize and it becomes very real. It's one that, you know, it's, it's hard. And in the, the episode where I have an interview with her, she talks about how she didn't want this to be, you know, it's, it's sad because it's, you don't want this to be a story about cancer. You want this to be something that, that will uh, edify and will give hope to people who actually read it. And I have to say that she did a great job with that. And that is something that you're able to get through this whole thing. You notice how she she talks about how Ryder during his last months would started to get a lot more spiritual and started to see things in different ways and have different conversations. And, um, you know, this is I'm just right now I'm inserting my own uh, religious perspective, but it, it helped me see a lot how. You know, sometimes God really wants us to learn something before we move on to our next lesson. And to me, it just felt like these were lessons that he needed to learn before he moved on to his next lesson, meaning the next part of our progression. Because I I believe that after this life, this is not over. It's basically uh, akin to people you know walking through another door into another room where they'll have something else waiting for them to do and i don't think writer would have been able to handle whatever is coming on that side without having gone through these steps at this but at the same time god needed him on that other side for something else i mean that is me putting in my own personal views to it, but I felt I felt very drawn to their story, and I was glad that I read it. As you read through it, you are also able to see a little bit of her own uh, spiritual background and your her own uh, ways of dealing with things, and I think that you're able to to empathize in that way as well. There's a lot of empathy, a lot of empathy that goes on in this book. So be ready for that. I I was glad that I read it. Uh, all in all, I think that this is a book that is very worth it. Uh, it's it's one that you will be crying if you're anything like me. I, I cried, like I said, I cried through the last like one third of the book. And But it was something that I, you could also see the light and the hope that leads, especially with one person, uh, how he made a difference in a lot of people's lives. And that was probably the biggest thing. Like, so the whole mantra is leave your light on and that light you could tell. Uh, and as a parent sees and people all around him seem to tell also that he was one that, that brought light out of others. And 
I think that that's the biggest lesson that we can learn from this story is how whatever we do in our life, as long as it really doesn't matter what we do in our lives, like <laughs> as long as we're as long as we're helping bring out that light in others, I think that it everything is as it should be. And we complain about too many things and we, we get infused by the wrong things and emotionally charged by things that really don't matter when the only thing that really matters is that connection between others and, you know, being able to, to work through our own issues and become closer to God in the end. So that's, that's where I leave this book. And that's where I kind of want to leave you as you go through this week, uh, if you want to look around and make a list of maybe, you know, five, 10, however many, start with five, five people that in your life, you feel like they really have brought more light out of you. And then I want you to reach out to them and thank them in some way. I think that that's probably the biggest thing that we can do. It helps. It helps for people to know that they are also helping in some way. So anyway, there we go. I will do that too. And I want anybody, if you're willing to send me a voicemail of maybe something, a tribute to somebody, maybe that you, that helped bring light out of you and, and helped you become better. Um, I would love to play that. Thank you for joining me on this episode for links to products mentioned, or to leave me a voice message, check out your show notes to get email updates on this podcast or a link to support what I do and be entered in to win a free custom song. Go to chelsearobson.com. I've loved hanging out with you until next time. I believe in miracles go out and decide to make today a great day.